In the wild, there can be only one predator at the top of the food chain. And no predator will settle for number two. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is a podcast where we do horror stuff. What kind of horror stuff? Movies. Okay. I remember that a lot of podcasts talk about what they do. um, But I just, um, and and like repeat it in case there's new listeners. Mm -hmm. But also I remembered it just now and had no preparation. (laughs) Well, there's always the beautiful thing called starting over. No. I refuse. Let's do this thing. Uh, I already forced you to watch Lake Placid versus Anaconda today. I will not try to do more work than otherwise necessary. All right, Brennan. So are we going to do the synopsis? Or are we going to open up with some 10-word reviews? The latter. All right. So I'll start us off. Zombieland. Double tap. A fantastic film that details a world without Trump as president. <laughs> and my review of Zombieland Double Tap is It has no reason to exist, yet I had fun Next up, Countdown Tick tock, time's up on these motherfuckers <laughs> Die, Beck <laughs> uh, My review is Not bye-bye man levels of bad like I hoped But I did I th- Now this is the end of the review And I have extra words to add Which is that I did kind of like it Yeah, it was, it was enjoyable It was dumb Yeah, it was enjoyably dumb um, would you say this character or Beck is a dumber character? I still say Beck from you. They're both played by Elizabeth Lale is why we're talking. Um, about. She will for always be that character from you. Uh, and I guess Beck is dumb or this yeah. one was pretty dumb too. At least this one has curtains. Yeah. This one's not boning in front of like a busy New York street. <sighs> Do not speak. For if you speak, they know you are simple. All right, Brennan. So. Was, where's the synopsis that I've heard so much about? Oh, man. I pre, pre-read the synopsis, and it's already completely wrong. But are you ready? It's just one sentence. A town sheriff has to find a way to kill a gigantic crocodile and anaconda before they kill and destroy the whole town. That was a synopsis offered up on IMDb? On Google. Oh, okay. I joogled it. Okay. Um, Don't we usually do the ones from IMDb? No. Okay. I just do the ones from Google? Yeah. The, where do those even come from? Those are usually probably IMDb. S- those are usually borrowed from somewhere else, like I, the first result, like IMDb or Wikipedia, probably. Yeah, that's such a lame thing. You should just stick to something more standard, because well, it's not consistent. No, but it, it's not consistent. But when Google has a more thorough one, I prefer it because IMDb is never thorough. Okay. Um, but no, look. But that just that explanation implies that you've contrasted the Google one from with the one from IMDb, I and mean, I have. it also sounds like you did not do that for this particular film. No, I don't do it every time. I just prefer I just use Google now for my synopses because it tend like there are more fleshed out ones occasionally. Listeners, if you like, <laughs> I take issue with the way Brennan's methodology works for these synopses. Please let us know. Okay, I hear you love doing work for the podcast, so maybe you can do that next time i think i will okay let's do this (laughs) anyway um we rate all of our movies on scariness campiness effects and quality um what's your scariness score like i don't already know 
Well, seeing as how you already know and you're the king of knowing things, what is my score, Brennan? A one. It's a one. Thank yeah. you. You do know that. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I also give it a one. But I think we should use some of this time to discuss the holes in that synopsis that I just read. Well, there was more than one of everything there. Okay. so Save what, for the sheriff. There was just one sheriff. Yeah. there's. I mean, uh, yes. And um, they didn't specify that it was a lady sheriff, which I think needs to be mentioned. Well, they didn't specify that it was Reba, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Returning for a third outing in the Lake Placid franchise, our good friend Reba, mm-hmm. being salty as ever. Yep. Her roots are planted in the past. Boom. Her life is changing fast. She's a sheriff now. Talk <laughs> about life changing really quickly. Who she is is who she wants to be. A sheriff and, and a survivor. Yeah. I don't know that much about the Reba show. I mean, that was a fine lyric. You took my last line from me, so I don't know oh, what okay. else to do okay, or cool. say. I did it. I'm proud. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's multiple crocodiles, multiple anacondas. There's also a team of mercenaries. Um, Some sorority girls for good measure. Oh, my God. Measure. There's a full sorority initiation going on. We will. Okay, you know what? We just got to do it. Campiness. What's your score? Four. That is fair. I'm giving it a three just because. I don't know. I was kind of sick of some some of the jokiness that they were going for in this one. Yeah. Especially um, Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Um, some of the over-the-topness of this movie works against it. It works definitely against it in terms of, like, why should I care? Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, over-the-top, like, these characters are dumb, uh, like, Beck-level dumb, um, I was like, you know what? It's going to have a good campiness score. And it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, these movies have been reasonably reliable on delivering that, at least. Mm-hmm. Lake Placid more than Anaconda, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie is definitely Lake Placid forward. Like it is. Oh yeah, it's a it's a Lake Placid movie for sure. Yeah, it's just Anaconda is like a friggin' a little sprinkle. Yeah, because not an afterthought. Not only is Reba trawling around here in her third job that we've seen her in, she mm-hmm. really knows how to hustle. Robert Englund her is life's back. Changing fast. As Jim Bickerman. Um, Who would have thought that he would have come back? Not I. Um, That was a true shock to me. These sci-fi movies really do get like the big guns, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, they get the big guns who aren't being paid big money anymore. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, you know, these people were huge stars at one point. And they definitely have a cult following. For sure. Cult following. Okay. Sorry. It sounded like I was like, I I thought I said it with like a Canuck accent. Can I say Canuck? Sure. Canadian accent. I don't I don't want to... I feel like that might be insulting the word Canuck. We always turn to Joe in times like these, but I'm pretty sure we don't even need him. I'm pretty sure it's fine, but I'm also... I'm pretty sure he's Hey, Joe, listening. is that okay? Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> um, I bet Trace is still listening out of some, like, hate-listening resentment for how much we didn't like Anaconda. Uh, speaking of Trace, we will be ranking the franchise, so stay tuned for more anger. With sexy results. Sure. What? Mine have sexy results. Oh, okay. I'm excited about that, I guess. Um, yes, but Ferguson, uh, Reba's second in command. Um, he sure is bad at his job, right? Oh, well, he's cute. Yeah, he's cute. Is that why you didn't believe him as the kind of Barney Fife bumbling deputy figure? No, he just wasn't that good of an actor. Well... Other than Robert Englund and, I guess, Yancey Butler, who in this movie is, first of all, trying to act. They all knew what movie they were in, and they were like, look, I'm making money. I'm here in Bulgaria. Let's do this. <laughs> Which one was Yancey Butler? She's Reba. Okay. You know who I thought was okay? 
Who? Who delivered her lines fairly well? I think I know who you're gonna say, and I'm very mad at you. Who are you gonna? Who am I gonna say, Mister Smarty Pants? The dark-haired goth girl. Yes. No, I hated her so much. Her, she delivered her lines fairly well. <sighs> Granted, they okay. were dumb. But there, I guess her the flaw in that character is in the writing and not the performance. I yeah, that's say. what I was saying. Like most of these characters structurally don't make any sense. Like who? Who is okay? For the main chick, what was her name? The main sorority chick, the one who was Queen Bee. The mean one? Tiffany yeah, was Tiffany, her name. right? Like, who would have thought that punching a crocodile would have come to, like, anyone's, like, you know, like, that would be your first thought? No, isn't, I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do when a shark is biting you, is punch it in the nose? Is a shark the same thing as a crocodile? Look, honestly, when the croc was coming towards her, I was like, maybe she should punch it in the nose. <laughs> and she did. So don't make too hard fun of her because that's what I would have done, maybe. Fine. Fair enough. But who would have, like, made a little pronouncement about, like, didn't she say something about the sorority? Uh, something she dumb. was punching it. Like, that's what Del- this is what you do when you mess with Delta Nu. You get punched and then you get eaten. <laughs> Basically. Um, well, she was, I don't know. They were constantly talking about the sorority ni- initiation as if it even matters because half of them have already been devoured by crocodiles and or anacondas. Yeah, they're going to really have to, like, hustle when they get back to campus to, like, r- get some new recruits. Yeah. No, at the end, because, of course, there's always a parent-child connection. One of the sorority pledges is um, the daughter of the fish and game guy who's chasing after everybody. Um, and she wants to join the sorority to feel connected to her mom who has passed away and was once in the sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, he's like, she's like, do you think mom would be too mad if I didn't jo- end up joining the sorority? And he's like, no, she's always be proud of you, honey. Wow, I can't talk right now. That, you know, that that line that I said was definitely not right. But also, what line in this movie is right? None of them were good. One but, of my favorite moments of sheer campiness was when... Um, Okay, so one thing that we haven't talked about... Can I revert? Because I didn't finish the thing that I said. It's like 10 seconds. Go ahead. Um, there's no sorority left to join. It's not even a question. Continue. Um, is the person who's hunting down the anaconda, who are they? Okay. Oh, this is this is exciting. So um, we I'm get... I'm excited to learn. Mm-hmm. We get this kind of CEO-esque lady um, who is a sociopath and will flatly murder anyone who gets in her way mm-hmm. um her father is the man who developed the blood orchid serum apparently um which is strange because that man worked for john reese davies and didn't seem to be a particularly like high up person in the company um but she wants to continue his work and i guess she got rich somehow um <laughs> uh, in the process but generational yeah. wealth yes you it hate is. to see it She's also there with this like uh, kind of team leader extraction force man, mm-hmm. and then these two Bulgarian porn stars who are her um, bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Um, and this does it does continue the Blood Orchid quadrilogy at this point, which yeah. was exciting to me. But that's mm-hmm. really the only connections to the Anaconda franchise that we get, other than the fact that there are snakes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, beautifully said, Brennan. Well, her henchman, her like main companion or whatever. The his tall name blonde is. dude. Yeah. He has great hair, but wasn't it gray? Well, yeah. Alright, um so the tall dude. Like, he is he has decided that he's gonna kill the snake. 
But before that, he needs to say something. Oh, yeah. He has to, to get the final word in. And then in that moment, the snake kills him. And it's like, why would you do that? You have this lethal snake. You've seen it kill dozens of people. Um, well, not dozens, but like a couple. A uh, lot. But you've seen what it can do. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you feel the need that right now, this is the moment where you have some words to get off your chest. Well, again, I think this is where the Lake Placidiness is coming in. Because mm-hmm. especially in that first movie, people were really casual and to the point of callousness um like in the face of danger and i think that's kind of what they're trying to go for especially like with the sorority girls they're constantly trading barbs about like well this is why you're never going to be part of our sorority and it's like girl people are dying this doesn't matter anymore yeah um and just the the goth girl i hate her so much she's so annoying i think she's supposed to be our entry point because she's the one who's like i'm a normal girl I'm looking at these sorority babes and being like, ugh, what they're doing is so weird and annoying. Um, but people who think they're above it all also can be really annoying, especially when there are crocodiles and or condas everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there's a part where she's like, I don't know, she's just constantly undermining Tiffany, who first of all is also terrible. So Yeah, the enemy of your enemy should be your friend. They're both my enemy. What does that happen? How does that work? What's the equation there? Oh, I'm Switzerland. Okay. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. So basically the Tiffany girl is like, I've got my eye on both of you. And then goth girl's like, uh, how could she have one eye on both of us? And blonde girl's like, <laughs> you're so right, goth girl. And I'm like, she's not. Your eye can see lots of things. <laughs> like unless you're spread really far apart. <laughs> like, she could close one eye and see both of you. Have you? Do you not know how eyes work? You don't see one thing per eye. <laughs> it's stupid. And she thinks she's better than Tiffany, and she is not. She is just as bad, and they both deserve to be eaten by crocodiles in this movie. Are they both eaten by crocodiles? No, just Tiffany is. Good. That's how it should be, because Tiffany was annoying, and Goth Girl was great. She was funny. She lightened up the situation as best she could Mm-mm. she was oh she was my entry point into the movie i would have been her whatever um i forgot to mention that the ceo lady when she's at the office talking about how it's time to go get those snakes from lake placid um she goes behind a screen and starts changing for no reason which is kind of great yeah we can see her we see the silhouette of her changing do you think it's a power move maybe but i also think it's a way for a TV movie to get nudity without really getting nudity. <laughs> Fair enough. That sounds more accurate. Um, oh, also speaking of, there's a part where a couple is having sex on a mattress and there's a crocodile under the mattress. And as their their thrusts make the, like, what are the slats of the mattress kind of bulge and hit the crocodile in the head? And it's so funny. Yeah, it gets annoyed and then it eats them. Yeah, it does. As they deserve. Um, Just for knocking boots? Well, no, you're right. But she was also like a criminal and her mom thought she was missing because she ran away and she was mean. And her mom never got like we never resolved that. Oh, no, we got no closure on that poor mom. Yeah. All that all that scene served to do was introduce us to the fact that Reba was the sheriff. Which and she didn't care much about this missing person. So I know. she's not I a great sheriff. Great <laughs> sheriff. Um, but yes, my favorite character in the movie, though, Jane. Um, she's this kind of plain sorority girl who would not have made oh. it through the initiation, <laughs> um, but she did survive the movie. So jokes on you, Tiffany. Um, but Tiffany's like, yeah, because Tiffany throughout the entire movie was like, you'll never be Delta new or whatever. Yeah. She's like, you're not Delta lambda material. Um, but there's a part where 
for some reason, the initiation is just making the girls swim in the lake over and over again. Yeah. Like they party for a little bit and then Tiffany's like, I'm bored, make them swim. And then they like go into the shallows and splash around and this is somehow challenging for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess it's cold. Who mm-hmm. knows? Well, it was to scare them because the boys were in the lake. That is true. But then she made them swim again for no reason. Well, Tiffany's just power hungry. She really is. But anyway, Jane doesn't even get to swim because uh, Tiffany hands her this tiny little shovel. And she's like, you have 15 minutes to dig a hole for yourself to fit in, plain Jane. And then just kind of periodically throughout the like pre-crocodile attack part of the movie we just keep cutting to jane digging a hole and crying <laughs> she's just crying and she doesn't seem to be doing like making any headway on this hole either no, it's taking her hours <laughs> another reason she'll never be a delta lambda is it delta lambda or delta new delta new is from legally blonde I, d- I don't think delta lambda is right either but it's closer I think Delta Nu works better. Okay, I'm sure. gonna stick it because I'm just not gonna bother remembering any other Greek letters. Zeta. Theta. That's Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. Okay, this is not anything. Yeah. But anyway, I just I desperately need a gif of her digging that hole while crying because I it really spoke to me. <laughs> anyway, any other campiness for you, or are we moving on? Um, I think we're good. The only other main campiness point. Um, is that the title's a little misleading and that we didn't get much Anaconda action. It was pretty much a Lake Placid movie featuring the Blood Orchid dialogue occasionally. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, towards the end there was, but the third act is very random and kind of crazed. It is very, I don't know, it, it's just these random shards of plot and the special effects and blood gooshing, and it doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a little bit more snake versus croc fighting than Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, but not that much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like usually we're getting an individual snake and or crocodile. Yeah. There wasn't much of a battle or a versus and neither of them won. That's true. Except the crocacondas in the end ready for their, their new hybrid sci-fi movie. Is that a thing? Crocacondas? Yeah. Well, I mean, they have not made a movie called that yet, as far as I know. But who knows? I'm not, like, keeping up with them. Um, you better keep your mouth quiet, Brian. That sounds like a genius idea. You got to get to the people of sci-fi. No, they I, they already have the idea because they used the word Krakakanda in this movie because they... Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, the fancy CEO lady was like, we must catch these Krakakandas. And I'm like, see, this is why no one tried to act in this movie because they knew. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because they had to blend them together for the serum to work for some reason. You know, mm-hmm. magic, science. Yeah. yeah. Genetic splicing. Yeah. I do love in the beginning, we see them uh, catching a crocodile. And then one of the mercenary guys is like, and why did we bring this snake? <laughs> and huh. like, thank you for inviting this exposition. <laughs> oh, you mean in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I was just also comedy poison, but I was like, Sergio, there's like a, co- uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I stuck my tongue out to express how I couldn't talk, but then I licked the microphone and it was gross. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But anyway, there was that awkward silence and I was like, I'm not going to break the silence. I'm going to see how long this goes. No, not again. It's not happening. What's your effect score? <laughs> did that make sense? Did that make sense to anyone? I'm having a real moment. Brennan, there's no need to break the fourth wall or the earbuds. I don't know what the expression is for... Um, for podcasts my effect score is a solid two. Oh, me too yeah 
nothing was really good. I'm happy we got lots of Crocs. I'm happy they were supercharged. Um, but yeah, nothing was good. Everything was fake. Although I will say, I feel like the Anacondas, like if we're ranking the the looks of the Anacondas, these are definitely in the top half at least. Yeah. Because the Anacondas have looked pretty terrible for most of this franchise, and these ones at least looked semi-like Anacondas. They looked muscular, and they kind of moved in a way that seemed physically real. Uh-huh. Not whenever they're interacting with crocodiles, because that's totally wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they seem to be traveling through the crocodiles. Yeah. Um, but when they're just alone on screen, they have a kind of sinewy movement that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're they obviously they're obviously not real anacondas, but they look better than a lot of the other ones we've seen. They definitely look better than the last. Oh, that the was last ones the snaggletooth anaconda. Yeah, the ones that look like rattlesnakes, but also kind of just flat. Yeah, and then the part three that had the zombie conda with the white eyes, and then the sword tail. That was so good. It was just stabbing people left and right. Oh, I missed that movie. Um. Oh yeah, and there's early on there's a crocodile that is clearly not on the same plane as the leg that it's chomping down on. Like oh, it yeah. is in a different dimension. Yeah. And then at the last shot with the eggs where we were supposed to be surprised that there was anacondas. Yeah. Um, like the eggs looked like cut and pasted onto the ground. It's it like just so buy bad. some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's, it's not great. Um, there is a scene where an anaconda explodes a crocodile by constricting it, which was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this is the also the first time that I've really had a good sense of the scale of the anacondas. Because in the, all these movies, the anacondas are supposed to be super big, but they don't... Or, like, when they see the biggest one, they're like, holy crap, that's so big. But I'm like, they all kind of look the same, and I can't really tell which ones are supposed to be bigger than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, there was a really big anaconda. It gave me the best sense of scale that I've seen because you see its head in a car window, and the head is, like, as big as the car window. And I'm like, that's a big snake. <laughs> Anyway, what's your quality score? I'm teetering in between a two and a three. Ooh, okay. A three because this is the best one of these movies that we've seen in a while. Um, A two because it was just more camp. It was just more of a fun kind of a throwaway film, and the film knew that. And I guess that makes it less fun when it's in on the gag. Especially when the parts that are supposed to be funny fail so hard. Yeah. I feel that. Like with the officer doofus or whatever. God, that was truly execrable where it's like this man would just be fired like or he would never have passed his police exam or whatever. What word did you use? This man would just be fired. No, before that you used like execrable. Um, Probably. What what, what does that mean? Um, I don't remember exactly what word I said. Execrable? Yeah. Um, Just like terrible. Okay. I'm learning now. In a manner... Resembling excrement. Okay. Oh, that's a fun word. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Poop? Well, yes, <laughs> because that's what nature is uh, forces upon us all. Uh-huh. Um, it's our burden. Yeah. Um, the gay man's burden. Just uh, man, any person's burden. Yeah, but it makes things nope. less fun for okay. us. Um, and, then, and then also just use the word in seminar to impress people. I hope you remember the word because you already forgot it the first time I said it. Execrable. 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 You did it. I'm so proud. Thank you. Anyway. Word of the day podcast. Yeah. We should we should institute a word of the day. No. Today's word no. is Reba. Brennan, 
Yes. What's your overall score? I'm giving it a two. Um, cause I just, I was not feeling it this time. Maybe it's cause we've watched three fucking Anaconda movies this month. Mm-hmm. Um, I was happy to have Reba back. I think this is going to be the last time we see her forever. And that makes me sad. Why? She's annoying. I don't know why you haven't responded to Reba as well as I have. Um, maybe I'm frightened by strong women. Maybe. Well, frankly, she hasn't really done much of anything the past two movies, but I loved her in part three and that has really held for me. Mm hmm. Um, to me, she's just always so bitter and so mad. And I'm like, your life seems to be going pretty good. Yeah, she is on the upward track throughout these movies. Yeah. So it's like, you know, she was kind of nice at the end there to the to Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, she was like, you did a good job. Like, she finally gave him a compliment, mm-hmm. even though he did not earn it. He did a no good job at anything. He was fine. No. Well, Name one good thing he did. He responded to her phone call and he gave some random person his things to hold. Oh, that was kind of funny. He had like food with him and he was like, he just went to a passerby and he was like, can you hold this? And the passerby just walked away with his food. So at the end of the call, he was like, where's my food? Yeah. Anyway. um, Is it weird that the passerby was African-American? Was he? Yeah. It was the like one person of color in this film. And they made him a thief. Mm, I don't think so. He was gifted free food. I mean, that's true. He got his. Who would want someone's used food, though? He <laughs> probably threw it in the trash. Probably. Was, like, later. Yeah. Um, anyway, what else? did I write anything else down that's good? No, I mean, we pretty much covered it. I will say the main street of the town has definitely expanded because <laughs> it is a very bustling metropolis at this point. Yeah, good for Bulgaria. Getting that economic prosperity going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, is it, is it, uh, you know what? We're going to do our rankings of this whole franchise, the Anaconda franchise that is. Um, but first here's uh, how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at scream one Oh one pod. You can email us at scream one Oh one podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple podcast, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, please. Um, so we can keep reviewing this trash for you. Yeah, exactly. And next week, we're finally returning to your friend Warwick Davis and his last outing. Finally, we're doing Leprechaun back to the hood. Yes. Um, but now the moment you've all been waiting for, we've we've now seen five whole Anaconda movies. Parentheses. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's time to rank them. Let's start at the bottom and go to the top. What's your number five? My number five is Anaconda Three. Offspring. Yes. Um, fair enough. The one with David Hasselhoff where they'd run around to, is there a lake? No, there's just like a forest, but they do nothing. Yeah. It's just a really dry looking forest. It looks like it's a lot of brush. It's like it's meant to burn. Yeah. Oh no. We're just, you know, we're traumatized right now. Yeah. We're in Southern California yes, in October. Brennan, people know. Continue. Okay. My number five, maybe I'm definitely wrong on this just tell me the movie (laughs) it's anaconda the first one wow i just the obviously it's better than the the final three entries in this franchise and yet you put it at number five because it was the one i was most bored during because at least the other ones have anaconda mayhem from tip to tail and sometimes that tail has a knife on it Uh (laughs) um but no the first anaconda is it was just pretty brutal it was an experience I don't want to ever experience again. 
you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Thank but you. The, to me, the third one was the most boring one in which we were given nothing to like about these characters and expected uh-huh. to just immediately fall in love and follow them and all their, you know, transgressions and whatever. Yeah. And so that's why I hated the third one. Um, I mean, spoiler for my list, the third one is number four on my list. So it's only one higher than that. Uh-huh. And the thing that got it over the edge was knife butt. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was exciting, and I guess that's part to make fun of, but I don't know that I'd ever revisit it. There was nothing pretty about it that would make me be like, oh, this is a movie that's immersive or is well done or anything. Yeah. The first one has great sets. Like, you do kind of feel like you're in the Amazon. Um, yeah, it is, it is. You're right. It's transportive. Yeah. And you don't get that at all. And then the cast was good. And then some of their interactions were good. Notice I said some. Some of. Yeah. I don't know. That one also had the, like... Uh, sexual workplace harassment doctor guy um i don't know i just i didn't respond to that movie at all and this is not necessarily a qualitative judgment this is just a like my feelings about the movie judgment it's fair enough you're just giving fodder for people who know i'm their favorite yep and what's your number four anaconda four trail of blood yes oh i didn't care for the doctor lady at all well yeah dr tank top is a charisma black hole Mm -hmm. um but I appreciated that they had any character return in an Anaconda movie. Yeah, it was slightly better in that it was it gave us more time with the characters and there was more cohesion in the plot. It was less stringy parts. Yes, that's true. Together. Like three and four are definitely a package deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were produced at the same time, directed by the same man, starring the same woman. So, you know, they're similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But four is quite clearly the superior one. Yeah. Four is an example of where you kind of like fail upwards. Like you learn from your lessons in three. Yeah. And then it's like, you know what? They're still going to give us another movie. So why not make it better this time? Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. All right. So what's your third movie? Uh, my third is Lake Placid versus Anaconda. <gasps> Mine too. Yeah. It's just middle of the road. Intrigue. It was better <laughs> than the first, than the subsequent two. And yes. the previous two, I guess, in the genre. And oh my God. From the previous in the franchise, movie. yes, in the franchise. Thank you. So yeah, I guess we had yeah we had a slight uptick at the end, and that's always nice. Yeah. Um. And to be fair, it feels kind of wrong putting this movie in with the Anacondas because it's not an Anaconda. It's movie. a Lake Placid movie. It's all of its successes are based on the fact that it's a Lake Placid movie. That's pretty true. Um. Yeah. No, it's just true. And I like the Lake Placid franchise more than the Anaconda franchise, even though I don't really like either franchise that much. All right. So, Brian, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is... That's sweet spot. It's number four, Anaconda's Trail of Blood. <gasps> wow. Um, Why is it so high? Of the shitty sci-fi entries, it does have the most coherent plot. Um, it... I don't know. There's that cool scene with the silhouettes on the hill, which was the prettiest shot in any of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that scene that's on my Twitter of 25 seconds of people shouting, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then the triple cross, uh, triple double cross, like everyone is against everyone. And John Reese Davies gets screwed in the end. And I was dumb. Yeah, it was just, it was pretty wild. It got pretty wild. The last 15 minutes of that movie are a bonanza of excitement. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Fair. All right. My number two is Anaconda two. Hunt for the blood orchid. Yes. Oh, that's interesting because that's my number one. Wow. I had such a good time with that movie. That movie I found genuinely exciting. Um, 
it still had a lot of money because I think that one, it was the only other theatrical one. Yeah. And I just, I found it personally more, I was more invested in it than the first one. And also the monkey was great. Mm-hmm. All hail the monkey. Yeah. So for me, mm-hmm. number two is less than number one because number one is just a classic and you can't compete with a classic. Anaconda. Yeah. Anaconda's number one. For that's me. the only one that's left. Yeah. So. Great cast. Fun times. Yeah, Owen that's Wilson good. tries to have sex in a jungle. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Did you like how um, Danny Trejo was there for twelve seconds? Yeah, introducing the movie. Why are you talking like this? The way Danny Trejo does. Why not? Um, I think I was just kind of trying to be trying to be smarmy. Um, you succeeded. Uh, yeah, I liked the first one. And I mean, I'm pretty sure were I to listen to the episodes where we review the first one and the second one, I would probably say favorable things to this about the second one mm-hmm. after an immediate rewatch. But I remember more from the first one than I do the second one. Well, chalk because it up of your to, childhood. Chalk that's it fair, up that's to fair. my childhood and nostalgia, uh-huh. Brennan. Mr. Top 20 songs of the decade, all coming oh from the years no, 2011 no. And 2013 to 2013. Spoilers. I have a top 20 songs of the decade com- list coming forward on my blog in January. Hold on to your seats, people. I know you're dying to listen. You are. Yes. I will keep you alive. Yes. Anyway, um, no, that's fair. Look, this is an incredibly subjective and biased list because that's, you know, we're making our own decisions on it, you know? Yes. We are people and we see things through the lens of the self. That's so true. And myself has my childhood in it. So that's why... (laughs) That's why Anaconda is number one. In this essay, I will. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds great. Let me write that shit down. Okay. Um, well, until next time, good luck on your journey. Are we going to predict Leprechaun in the Hood or whatever? No. What we do, we predict the next entry in the franchise we're currently in, and we are at the end of this road, which is why we did the list and not a prediction. Okay. I predict. The oh, Leprechaun. my God. Shut up. Bye. Good luck on your journey. Say gold. <laughs> This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.